Greetings, this is Brother Leroy with Carriers of the Covenant Ministry. Some of you may know me as Brother Leroy. Some of you may know me as Chapel Leroy. Some of you may know, just, just know me as just Leroy. I want, this is Carriers of the Covenant Ministry, Covenant Healing Broadcast. And I want to thank you for taking out your busy schedule to take time to listen to us. Prayerfully, you have the opportunity where you can sit down and have your Bible and take notes and follow with me. You know, the Bible says, tells us to study, to show yourself approved, that we be a workman, not ashamed before God. And I, I just I just want to thank you. It's a great responsibility. I take it as a great responsibility to sit down and to share with you the word of God. And I want to, I want to especially thank my partners and friends and loved ones who support support, support carries of the covenant ministry. Some of them have supported us our whole twenty two years being in existence. Even though I've been ministering for since nineteen seventy eight. In 1978, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, If most men and women knew the truth of the reality of the Word of God, they wouldn't be incarcerated. And that started me ministering. And then in 2000, after being with a number of ministries, the Spirit of God spoke to my, actually spoke to my wife first and said he wanted us to start our ministry. And he gave us the name, Carriers of the Covenant Ministry. So what does that mean? We are carriers of the covenant. The, what, what we call the Bible is made up of two covenants. It's made up of a, a old covenant and a new covenant. And as born again believers in, in, as, in the time in which we live, they call it dispensation. Uh, we are mainly to live our lives under the old covenant. And now I want to ask you to do us a favor and no, no matter how you are hearing us, be it on a podcast, YouTube, Facebook, and all the other platforms we want, I'm going to ask you to contact that provider and let them know that we are being a blessing to you. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you. Your word is anointed. I thank you that no weapon formed against us can prosper. We bind every spirit of slumber. We bind the spirit of, of division. We bind the spirit of religion. And we say we receive this word in, on, on good ground in Jesus' name. If I was to give this message, uh, the type, this, give this um, give a title to it. I, I really don't like titles because titles sometimes it seems like it limits limits the, the, the understanding of what we're sharing. But I would like to say, ask you a question. My title, and the title is, Is There Any Sick Among You? Now that's James 5.14 from the uh, King James Bible says, excuse me, 13, it says, Is there any among you afflicted? So affliction is what? Sickness, disease, infirmity, anything that is is bothering you. You know, uh, one of my favorite scriptures, let me turn to it here, make sure I, I read it, because this happened in my family. It afflicted, it, it afflicted me, afflicted me for a period of time. But uh, it's, it's, make sure it's, it's uh, 1 Peter 2.24. It says concerning Jesus, who bore his own self, our sins, in his own body, on the tree, talking about the cross, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. No, this is this is the main line. By whose stripes you were healed. Now, one of the things that's important to a scripture, like when you find a scripture, is when I read this scripture, I've over the years I've put my name in there. So in other words, I will read it. Uh, who his own self bore Leroy's sins in his body on the tree, that Leroy, being dead to sin, should live 
unto righteousness, and by whose stripes Leroy was healed. So now, notice that, that word, word, past tense. So that lets me know that if I was healed by what Jesus did on the cross, then that means that no matter what is going on in my body, I'm healed. But what hap one, of the, one of the key things that we need to know about healing, this is very important, that you are a spirit, you are soul, and you are body. Your body can be attacked. Your mind can be attacked. Uh, attacked. That's why the scripture says God has not given us a spirit of fear. I believe it's First Peter. Uh, it says 1-7, I believe it is. It says, let me, let's look at it. It says, uh, by his stripes, you, no, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. I want to share, this is a very important to you, okay? It is not the chapter and verse that will change your life, but it is what the word says. So, in other words, me knowing the scripture, chapter and verse, is not what is important. What is important is that you know that the scripture says that by God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. I'm going to say that again. Because you know, in the world in which we live in today, especially with all, all this going on, so many people are afflicted in their mind. I know I had relatives uh, who lost their mind. I had relatives who had to be put away for a while. I, I, was a t I, was, I was, had an abusive childhood, and there was periods of time that, that there's suicide, even after I got born again. But I, finding what the Word says, I found out that there are demonic spirits. See, there's two worlds. There is a spirit world and there is the natural world. And there's the mental world. And so the enemy can attack us. Now, and so when we are, when a person says, I'm sick, what they're really saying is my, my mind is being attacked or their body is being attacked. And, you know, I, I said, as scripture says, is there any sick or is there any afflicted? Now, this was, this was Jesus' half-brother, the apostle James, and he asked the question, is there? So, in other words, there was a possibility. It was a question mark. I mean, if there was no one sick, he wouldn't have asked that. But the way he, he asked that question is that you mean, you, or you could say, you mean to tell me there is some sick amongst us? Well, you in the modern church today, at least the churches I belong to, are, are the people, are people, associates, people that I work with. You wouldn't have to ask that. Is there any? Is there any sick around? The average time you meet someone today, you say how you're doing, and they start telling you about a cold or a sneeze or a flu, or they're afraid of catching anything. But once you know, and I, I love this, I found out because it's already belonged to me. Not as a minister, but as a believer, actually as a human being, that no sickness or disease belongs to anyone. But the, there's an enemy. There is a thief. You know, uh, when you read, uh, most people, when you start reading the Bible, if you don't have a good teacher, you start reading at the beginning in the Old Covenant. And there is a lot of how should I say it? There, there's a lot of the sayings are not clear. Let me say it. they're not they're not clear, and especially in the King James Bible. Uh, 
there, let me, let me read this. In the King James Bible, there are, let me see, the, there are verbs used in the King James Bible that are causative verbs. So in other words, the way it was translated was as if God would put these things on you. And so many people believe that God is the author of sickness and disease. And with them believing that God is the author of sickness and disease, people will not pray. Because why? If they, uh, per, here's a person, they love God, but yet they believe that God put this on them to learn something. So if God puts, them, puts this on them to learn something, then what are they going to do? They are not going to resist. Or the Bible says a double a double minded man cannot receive God. So therefore, how can and actually the Bible says if there's any sick among you, let him call for the elders and the prayer of faith will save the sick or heal the sick. But if you believe a person believes that God puts this sickness or disease on you, it's very little chance that a person is going to be able to able to pray in faith. Let me say this. Uh, this is this is let me uh, uh, this this is one of well I have a lot of favorite scriptures but there's certain scriptures that did more in my life than others especially when I was born again now the the Bible tells us that all the word of God is good for instructions so but let's uh, turn to your Bible or make a note First John five fourteen and fifteen now I had. I used this scripture when I first got born again. And one of the reasons I used this scripture when I first got born again, the church I was in did not teach you about once you were born again, you were born again and it was yours and how you got born again by faith and that you could not lose your salvation. Now, the scripture does talk about individuals who have reached a certain stage in spiritual growth and they take and reject the salvation is a big difference between throwing your keys away and losing your keys. But notice first John 5, 14 and 15. It says, and this is the confidence that we have in him that we ask anything according to his will. He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition or another word, petitions prayer that we desire of him. You know, I, I, I can remember going to school and, and, and taking tests when I knew that I knew that I knew the answers. But also I remember taking tests when I was not sure. And it was a it was a, a, a it was a step. Uh, uh, I had a pep in my step when I knew I had the answers when I had it down. Or, if you know, if you ever been in school and there was the kids that knew the answers. I mean, when they really knew the answers, they were like you know, teacher, 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 teacher. Whereas, you know, if the teacher was uh, uh, asking you the question, you kind of like you was trying to shy away from that individual, shy away from the teacher. You didn't want her to see you. I remember there was times when I was school when I, when the teacher used to go down the aisle and she was about to come to me and I knew I didn't know the answer. I would raise my hand. We had a special hand signal, you know, one or two that you need to go to the bathroom. And so before she would get ready to go, answer me I will hold up that hand so I could go to the bathroom because I didn't want to, to give her the wrong answer well you know what the oh this is the it's in is a number of scriptures and we can pray for it but in Daniel it says that those that know their God 
shall do great exploits. Well, in if you ever read First John, if you've read John 1 1, John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. So you can't separate Jesus or God from the Word. Actually, you can't separate the, the Holy Spirit from the Word. So here's something else. You know, some many people have, have gone astray because they've said the Spirit of God told me something. Well, the thing is, if the Spirit of God tells any person anything, the Spirit of God, hear me, the Spirit of God, what that person will, be, will hear from the Spirit of God will be able to be found in the Bible. Now, you know, I, I, I didn't come from a, I didn't come from a background of church. And my now my grandmother, when I used to visit her, she took me to church. But unfortunately, I have to say I didn't learn anything. I didn't learn who I was. I didn't notice. I said was because the Bible teaches us that Jesus at the present has sat down on next to the Father. Actually, Scripture says that we, as a believer, you're seated at the right hand of God. Also, the scripture says that God in Genesis, he says he sat down, his work was finished. And some you may wonder how God could sit down and his works were finished. And yet we see so many things need to be done. We, need, we see all we see people in our everyday lives who need to be born again. And as we said here, we uh, is there any sick among you? We see people who are sick. Well, God doesn't have to heal them. God doesn't. Jesus actually in in um, Romans, the scripture says that uh we don't need to go to hell to bring Jesus up. We don't need to go to uh, we don't know need to go to heaven to bring Jesus down. And that our deliverance is in our mouth. If you you know Romans, uh, most time people use Romans ten uh, those verses that says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And as many as received him, they are saved. As many as call upon him, they're saved. Well, that word salvation. In Greek and Hebrew means so it being say the words salvation or saved in the Greek or Hebrew, if you use it just pertaining to not going to heaven, it's just the tip of the iceberg. I I the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, keep it simple. Well, I want you to know that I want you to know this. I want you to know this. Hear me. That the word of God is not complicated and we can get very simple explanations so think of the word salvation as meaning completely saved or taken out of the way of all harm or danger hear him again all harm or danger. Now, I, I want to, this is one of the scriptures that, that really, really helped me. Turn to John 10, 10. Because, you know, after I've read the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, and seeing some of the things that it seemed as if God put it upon a person, we know this. We, we know this. Are you, if you don't know it, you'll know it now. The Bible is progressive revelation. You know, so in other words, God revealed more of himself. He revealed more of himself in the process of time. Hear me again. He revealed more of himself 
in the process of time. Say it again. Through the process of time, he revealed more of himself. So that is one of the reasons why it is it, it for us, for any believer, to be all that God would have them to be. It is essential for them, from you and me, to live and do most of our reading in the old covenant. You hear me? To to do most of our reading, most of our study in the new covenant. You know, Paul said, the apostle Paul, he said there were things revealed to him that had never been revealed before. So if there was things revealed to him that had never been revealed before, then that means to be ahead of the game, we should want to know what those things are that had never been revealed before. John 10, 10. The thief. Now, if you don't believe in the devil and his demonic kingdom, then you are at a disadvantage. Because remember, the Bible says all the teaches us all the word of God has instructions and is for our benefit. So it says the thief comes not, but for to steal and to kill and destroy. And this is Jesus speaking. And most Bibles, these, these this verse is in red. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So in other words, Jesus, God, Jesus, the son of God is saying, remember, Jesus did not say anything. He did not say anything that was not in agreement with what God has said or who God was and is. It's because one thing about that, we used to, as, as human beings in this earth realm or capsule of time, we use past, present, and future. But in the, the, the world or the realm or dimension that God lives, those that we love have gone on and, and Jesus where he sits in the earth realm, there is no, no past and there's no future. It's always present. If you've ever read the old covenant, when, when, when God, when, when Moses asked God, who do you want me to say sent me? He said, God said to Moses, tell Pharaoh, I am. I am that I am. So in other words, Today is Tuesday. Well, yesterday, Monday, or last month in December, whatever month, excuse me, uh, whatever month it was, whatever year, month it was, other than today, he was still I am. I'm going to read that again. The thief of the demonic kingdoms comes not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. I am come that you might have life. And that you might have life more abundant. Different trans. One translation says uh, the word abundantly translates to the God type of life, or life to the fullness. I, I don't know about you, but but growing up, uh, I helped some of my uh, relatives with individuals who were sick. They was in wheelchairs. They were bed confined. You know that was not abundant life. Uh, you know I know my grandmother. She she broke her body her body down taking care of her younger brother. Something happened to him. He was, and he had some sickness, disease, and he was uh, confined to a wheelchair. 
it did not it did not help him. It did not help her. It, it made her life miserable. You know, I think I think one of the things that, that saddens me so so much is so many men refuse uh, they refuse to take care of their health, and then when when it, when they and their wife should be enjoying their, their latter years, the the wife and the children uh, are so busy taking care of them, taking to them hospitals and all these different things and medicines that they can't enjoy. There, and think about it, the word disease. This is you're at this ease. Jesus said that he came that we might have life and have life more abundantly. Actually, you know, one of my favorite scriptures, Jesus says, he said, pray that the kingdom of God or the way things are done in heaven. The things, the things, the way things are done where he lives at, that we could have them here. So now I like to say we, God wants us to have heaven on earth. If you know anything about heaven, you know there's no sickness, there's no disease, there's no poverty, there's nothing that kills, steals, and destroys. You say, well, you may say, well, I don't know anybody that that lives that. That 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 has nothing to do with it. The fact that you don't, that you or I don't know anything, uh, anyone living a certain lifestyle, that does not mean it does not exist. I'm going to read that again. The thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm come, I'm come that you might have life and that you might have it abundant. No sec, that latter part. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it. So in other words, even though Jesus has come, that does not mean we can have this life that he wants us to have. And why is that? It's because of the thief. I know, think about this. And if you heard, I mean, if you've been around anybody that says they believe in Jesus Christ as a personal savior, you've heard them say, God is in control, most likely. But if God was in control and this is the will of God, then, hear me, if this is the will of God and God is in control, then Every person, especially people born again, they would have life and they would have life more abundantly. But you ask that question again. Is there any sick among you? So if God was in control, there would not be one person that we know of, especially in the body of Christ, who was not healed. Walking in health. Actually, there, there is uh, there is. Hear me, this is part. The Bible teaches that believers are supposed to live in not only having divine health but and divine healing, but to have divine health. So in other words, all their life, they live free of all sickness and diseases. All sickness and diseases. But once again, it comes back to us. I'm going to pray some prayers. One, I'm going to pray to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And then I'm going to pray that, that uh, I'm going to speak healing to your body. Because remember, you're already healed. Father, repeat this prayer for me. God in heaven, I believe that Jesus Christ died for me. I believe that in my heart and I confess with my mouth, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. 
Thank you, Father, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, you need to let uh, someone know. You write us, uh, share with a friend, uh, find, your, find a good church that preaches the death, burial, resurrection, and a victorious, victorious life of the believer. Now, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray this. I'm going to speak, speak to your body. I'm going to speak to you. Speak to your spirit, soul, and body. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing to every person who's listening to this and the sound of my voice. I'm speaking healing to you from the crown of my head, from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. I say you are delivered. Satan, take your hands off of this, these here. Take that. Take that. Take your hands, your demonic, destructive forces, sickness and disease, infirmity off of these hearers and lookers, listeners, participants, take it off their spirit, soul, and body. And in the name of Jesus, I speak complete healing to you now in Jesus' name. Until next time, remember, according to 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes, you were healed.